What'll it be, stranger? We have a warrant for the arrest of Jansen. We need Mr. Jansen to step outside, hands in the air. You're listening to the Hollywood Saloon. Saloon shots, round five. Freaking again with the PG-13? What, you're killing me with this. Am I supposed to be looking forward to a PG-13 Terminator film? I'm an adult, for God's sake. I grew up on these films. This is the worst travesty since Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome was PG-13. You know what? That killed me in the summer of 85. Because they want little Joey to be able to come to the cinema as well. And he's only seven. Well, they figured out a way to get little Joey into Rambo First Blood Part 2 and Terminator 2 because I know they sold big wheels and tiny toys and everything else based on those movies. There was a Rambo cartoon. Heck yeah, there was. Rated our film, rated our series of films, I might add. Right. They never went down for Rambo. Do you think Stallone last year said, you know what, I think I'll make a couple extra bucks if I cut Rambo to PG-13. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't get this. And I almost consider it like a fad, if you will. I, I really hope this dies. Because what you're doing is you're manipulating a vision. If you have a vision of the film. See, I believe that we live in a rated R world. Okay? I don't believe we live in a world where people don't say fucking shit. They do. Families say it with their kids around. They don't mean to sometimes. It's a slip. You know, no one is perfect. Okay? And that's really all we're talking about, right? Maybe a little nudity. Okay? Maybe you can see one breast or something if it's a PG-13. Because uh, the one thing we know we're not talking about is violence. Oh, <laughs> no. Because you can put a, a hell of violent movie into a PG-13 uh, mm-hmm. Thing that's the thing that they that they uh, you know worry about the, the the least. I mean, we were watching Heroes recently, the Heroes finale, where someone got where Siler slashed someone's throat. Okay, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe that I just saw that, and my kid is sitting here. That's worse than any PG thirteen movie I've seen. I mean, it was very intense. So in the yeah. 80s, that would have gotten you an instant R. Oh, absolutely. Instant R. Absolutely. Because it was a prosthetic effect and it had blood. And if it was on screen longer than a second, R. Well, exactly. And that's what I'm saying is that we live in a different time where violence has gotten a little more. And the things, the, the so-called moral issues are the ones that are, that are getting us in trouble. The, the brief, you know, cuss word and all that kind of stuff. Now, <laughs> cuss words aren't like the worst thing you can do. I mean, you can find a way to say damn instead of saying F, okay? There's a way that you can get around those things. It's not mandatory, okay? But on the other hand, extreme violence, like let's just take Conan, for example. Um, Mm -hmm. Conan the Barbarian is a film born and bred on violence. The graphic novel was that way. My God, his name is The Barbarian. You know, and and the way that Milius made that film was there's no way in hell that that movie could have been anything lower than rated R. It was absolutely intrinsic to that film that there was violence and bloody violence, and we all appreciated it for that. It's not like he was making an adult film. I mean, exactly, an X film, a grown up adult film. Look at Braveheart too. Same thing. Now, Mel Mel Gibson has a choice when he's making Braveheart. He can go. Route number A, which is the Hollywood way, which is 
I'm going to do all these battle scenes, but I'm going to just really hold back. I'm not going to really try and present it the way they were. I'm just going to sort of imply and not show you the real effect of what these battles and wars were like. A lot of a lot of them choose that way, and it's just fine, and it's digestible, and audiences don't get repulsed and ill when they see the film. But Gibson says, fuck that. I'm going this way. Sure. And I'm going to show you poles going into horses' flesh and bodies falling and decapitations and everything because that's what it was. And Gibson's a realist when he comes to his He's violence a realist. We'll, well, think about this. <laughs> Who has ever made a film about Jesus Christ made it and turned it into one of the biggest films of all time and one of the most violent films you have ever seen in your life? When Saturday Night Fever came out, it was rated R, right. and it was too popular, so they went, okay, let's recut it. I remember the commercial, Saturday Night Fever, now rated PG. Yeah. <laughs> and you know how I know? Because I went and saw it, yep. PG, because yep. well, I snuck into the rated R version and didn't get to see the whole thing. Well, know? it's real easy to snip something to fit uh, – the the rating that you want and what we're seeing with today and what what we've been talking about is exactly what we're seeing happening. They're shooting for the PG thirteen. They're saying, okay, we're going to make this film, and and we're going to shoot for the PG thirteen because we know that that's the broadest audience possible. Is that children and families and everybody will say, okay, yeah, I'll let my kids see a PG thirteen. Let's all go. Okay. Oh, you're going to let your son see Terminator Salvation because it's PG-13. We watched Terminator 1 and it was rated R. And I said, I won't take you to this until you see the other films. He's 12 and as long as I am there with him and if there's something too mm-hmm. ridiculous, I'll say, turn around for a second. You know okay. what I mean? Or, uh, you know, and if he sees a boob now or then, okay, so what? Okay, women are beautiful. You know, I, I we can live with that. He doesn't need to see a graphic sex scene. I think that's kind of better for him to be looking at than maybe a, a severed arm or a saw flick or yes, a hostile flick. Yes, exactly. You know, and, mean, and as far as the... you got to choose. As, as far as the love scene in Terminator, that's a little graphic. But my the, yes. po- the point is, yeah. is that... It, it, that's one of the best love scenes I've ever seen in a movie. At least it's passion. You know, it's not like just it's not just titillating well, and absurd. But anyways, we didn't we didn't, he didn't even get that. But far. it was it was nodding to the exploitation titillation. You couldn't make those kind of movies unless you had your nudity scene. Now, if you watched any kind of cable television in the early '80s before VHS, the main reason why you were watching a lot of those rated R movies were for exactly scenes like that. Sure, because you knew the shirts were coming off, you know, <laughs> for the women. So I mean, yes, you had to have your nudity in there in some ways. Yeah. I mean, it was just always it was a checklist with your car explosions and your chases. That's, and, that, and that's fine. Else. As long as I'm there with him, I have let him watch a few rated R movies. As long as I'm there with him, I let him watch Rain Man. Why? What's in Rain Man? There's just a couple of cur- a, a couple of f bombs in there, and that's about it, really. You know, I think you could get away with PG-13 today, maybe with Rain Man. You could probably fight it. It didn't hurt its box office or anything. It was still an no, enormous no. hit, won its Oscars. But I mean, do you think Dark Knight needed to be rated R? Would it have been a better film at rated R? No, you'd have lost a couple of hundred million in box office if it was. I don't. I don't think it was mandatory. I think. I think here's what I think is. The, the the best thing to do, in my opinion, is instead of trying to manipulate your film to fit into a rating, is to just make your film 
and 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 give it to them. And if they tell you it's a rated R, then you say, okay, well, we were really hoping to come in at this audience. Let's see what we can we we can turn down, dial down to see if we can get that. Well, I, I got a better solution, but we have to wait till the digital cinemas come in. Is release both. There you go. Just just like you do, you know, same day. If you're a kid, you got to go see the PG-13 version and let the adults go see the rated R version and let me choose. You know, I'm I, in. I understand it's not cost effective to do the prints that way, but they still should. I mean, just imagine, because the proof would be in the pudding. If they released Terminator Salvation in a both R and PG-13, I would love to see the contest. Now that is box office that I would not mind checking in on on Monday morning to see how that turned out, to see what the true ratio is right. between R versus PG-13. And I think Terminator would have been a perfect, perfect case example to do that with. But hang on, though. Hang on, because... There's a purpose in all this, okay? Yes, the number one reason is so that you can get your mass audience. That's that's the f- reason flat out, okay? But there's also a silver lining to this, this whole new market that we're forgetting about. This uncut edition that's going to come out on DVD when it releases. Remember that movie you saw in the theater? Well, forget everything you know, because now we're going to give you the real version that you couldn't see in the theater. Because we know that we're going to exploit you and and make you buy this film or watch this film again. Because if you liked it before, you're going to like it even more now, because now it's uncut. I love that term, uncut. No, it's not. Your whole film is cut up and chopped, and it's like, no, it's just uncensored is what it is. Right. But they're not going to put that version. Anytime you say uncensored, it only means titties. That's all that means. But if you say uncut, that means you're going to get some great action scene uh, and, and such. But So you have two tiers here. Tier number one is let's take whatever property we have, and they have to deal with branded properties, okay? If they're going to deal in the world of Terminator, they're going to have to deal with this. So this is the first time. It's been R, it's been R, and it's been R. Why didn't they make it PG-13 in 2003? Right. And really, I'm trying to think back to Terminator 3. What's in it that's really so R-heavy anyway? I mean, I'm kind of like defeating my own argument, I think, in this show is I don't know what is going to make it R anyway, but there was a certain intensity and realism that I think the R level gave Cameron's playground the appropriate space to pull off what he was trying to do. I don't want it to be too TV-like, and you can run the risk of that maybe if you're, if you're just shooting for PG-13. But screw it. I'm not even going to get to see the real film. I have to I have to wait to see the extra 30, 40 minutes when the DVD comes out. Right. So well, what is this version of Terminator? This is just the trailer preview to the DVD version? Well, you know, we've talked about this before. We saw it in Kingdom of Heaven, and that was all just about running time is what that was all mm-hmm. about. You know, and so I just refused to see it in the theater. It's like, well, it's Ridley Scott. I'm, I'm going to want to see it. But uh, – yeah, it's like it's like well, hell, why do I want, why do I want to see that going in, knowing ahead of time that I'm going to get a truncated version of this? Um, it was the same thing when we saw Live Free and Die Hard uh, recently. We we it's like mm-hmm. it's like come on, you cannot put John McClane in a PG world. He's got to say yippee ki yay motherfucker, and you're going to tell me that you're going to take his 
tagline away, give me a break. Well, what they did was they just bought, they just said, well, we're just going to not give it to you for a minute. And as soon as it's played out and it's done its box office, we're going to add it back in to the uncut version, which is a marketing ploy. You got to remember, everything in films today is marketed and uh, pointed and fixed up for most for the most mass appeal um, that it can get, especially summer blockbusters and branded items. Okay, they all want to get to that point where they it's the most across the board and will make everyone the most happy. No, Terminator Salvation is more uh, is worse than Terminator Three was because at least they stayed true. You know, it, it, at least they said, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna not kind of tear this down because I mean we are talking about machines that are sent to here to to murder people, aren't we? I mean that's that's a pretty mm-hmm. damn R-rated idea. Uh, so right. uh, you know, putting that in a PG thirteen world, making a PG thirteen film in an R-rated world when we know that murder and killing and destruction is pretty damn an adult idea seems absurd. Now. Like you said earlier, you know, I had a little Terminator 2 action figure that I bought because it was Arnold, you know, and half of his face is off and and, and mm. all that. But it was designed for children, and this was a rated R film, uh, you know, Terminator 2 was. And it's just – it's amazing. It's like the everything's there in front of them. They can market it. They can promote it. They can sell toys. They can sell all this. And yet at the same time, it was still an R-rated film. But now all of a sudden the wisdom came down that they're cutting off millions and millions and millions of dollars if they keep the film at the original uh, rating level that it had started out as. And uh, it's it's surprising to me that they just want to it's, – it's like they're, they're rethinking it. It's like, okay, the only reason that we got to make Terminator Salvation is because the three previous films made this much money. But we're going to be smarter, and we're going to not put any doors up, and we're going to make more money than all of them. Hell, we're going to make more money than all of them combined. Good for business, bad for movies. It works so well for Conan the Destroyer. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the first one that I even remember as a kid because uh, I had seen Conan on cable so many times and just loved it. you know. And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, well, they're going to do a sequel. I can't believe it. How awesome. And then it's just like, oh. Ooh. I didn't go see it in the theater because of it. I was like, eh. Well, and it's just like. I, I wasn't interested in it's like, all why of a sudden. Are you, it's like, oh, why, why are they watering this down? Yeah, why are you making the TV version of this? It's like, no, yeah. you can't have. Well, they did it to Police Academy also. Remember Police Academy 1? And then Police Academy 2 came out, and there's PG-13. <laughs> well, because, it, you know, it had been successful to a certain extent. Uh on television, on video, and so they were just like, you know, well, we got to make this more accessible. We got to stop all the penis jokes and and the naked boobs and all that kind of stuff. And it, it it's the simple running. It's like trying to make Porky's Revenge PG thirteen. <laughs> Porky's earned its rep on a hard R movie that cussed like real teenagers cussed. Right. That had nudity fascination, like real teenagers have nudity fascination. I mean, that's what made Porky's work. I'm not hailing it as a great piece of cinema. I am hailing it as having a lot of laughs, and it certainly (laughs) entertained me when I was a teenager watching it. But to take that and to say, that's great. It was a huge hit. But we can do better. 
Yeah, we can do better by cutting out the thing that made it the huge hit. Titties. That's why we wanted to see it as kids. Remember? I mean, the Mad Max and the Road Warrior have an edge to them. It's that realism edge that, you know, when accidents happen and people die, you kind of feel it. It reminds you of that. It's not just TV in a cutaway shot that you don't see and then you don't really have to, you know, address it all. And, again, these are all the the, the sort of tools and building blocks these films use because, again, a lot of these are films that we're talking about are fantasy orientated that need to make us – believe in them mm-hmm. believe that they're happening you know believe in the surroundings and everything and yeah i mean road warrior is a brutal edgy tough you know kinetic uh action flick that had to be rated r its reputation is on it but they try and make mad max more mainstream in in thunderdome to mixed results well, I think I actually like Thunderdome quite a bit. I'm not saying I don't like it. Yeah. There's a lot of things I, I like. I think it's one it. of the. I think but it's, it's it's taking Mad Max and, and turning him into Han Solo and Return of the Jedi. Sure. Well, I I think that it was a, I think that it was a good film, anyways, and I think it's one of the more successful attempts, um, at doing this. Uh, you know, as opposed to something like Live Free Die Hard, where it's just obvious, and you're just like, ugh. Well, and they did it from the very beginning. I, I, I'm guessing that that was sort of the idea was to shoot for that, possibly. I can't say for sure. But, you know, I mean, having Tina Turner into it and whatnot, it was designed to be a commercial movie. Mel Gibson was starting to get popular. This is pre-Martin Riggs still, but you got to remember that by that time, he was this People's Magazine's sexiest man alive. Right. So... No, and, yeah, I, and they really and wanted this bad. Whether Max movie or not to play. it was the right choice, and and I'm just interested to know: Do you think they, if if someone has a story they want to tell, and this was the story they wanted to tell in that film, was it better that they did they just tell it, um, and it didn't have it? What I'm saying is: Do you think that George Miller shot for it? Because if he didn't... Well, he definitely did in Road Warrior. There was no shying away. Oh, no. As soon as that boomerang cut off the fingers, we knew we were going into our territory. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was brutal. No question. It was brutal. I mean, look at Blade Runner. Should Blade Runner be a rated R movie today? Yeah, that's real questionable. It really is. I think. I think. I mean, that- what made it rated R in 1982 was, I want more life, fucker. That one line got it rated R. I can't think of the violence being that intense in it unless, you know, seeing a stuntman going through a window gets you rated R. There's also things when a film gets a rating that's adult themes, okay? And Completely. I think, and I think that it's full that's of the, – That's the root of what we're talking about right. here. We're taking adult theme movies and watering them down for non-adults. And that's, so they can come along too. Right. And I think Instead that's of ridiculous. just making them step up and watch an adult-orientated film. Well, and you know what? If they can't watch it now, they can watch it in five years. And that's, that's right. the point, is we're, we're all back to our same cornerstone of Hollywood, which is First Weekend, okay? Let's not forget that. Everything hinges on that, and that's why they'll fight to reduce a, a, a product and a, a series of films that have always been rated R and reduce it to PG-13 because they're only worried about that. And then, of course, we'll get our uncut later on so they can fleece us again. We know that that's the process, and uh, it's it's going to continue. Um, but the thing is, is that the adult themes, because you talk about Blade Runner, sure they could reduce it, but you know what? If a ten year old kid goes and sees Roy Batty at the end of that film, they're going to have nightmares. 
Okay, you protect them from that because if if they see that, it's going to be like, Daddy had a nightmare about Roy Batty and he shoved his head through my wall and ripped my fingers apart. I mean, that's adult theme, uh, not you know, and, and there's sexual stuff involved as well. So I don't think it necessarily needs to be watered down. Just let it, if a movie's going to be rated R, let it be rated R. Let's just get back. And that's the thing that Hollywood won't do is they're always going to try to manipulate the system to get what they want for the most money possible. It'll never just be we're going to make a film and whatever it gets, it gets. And if we have to make trims, we'll make trims accordingly. It's that they're manipulating it and they're going in and doing it on purpose. They manipulate it the other way too. Think about this. When uh, – Movies that want to go really far over the top, like Barat and, and and stuff like that, they just go ahead and, and put everything in the version they turn in. They give it an NC-17, and then they cut all the wacky, crazy shit out, which helps them get a lot more graphic stuff in. So really, right. everyone is trying to manipulate that system. So we need to work on that system and figure out what, what it even stands for anymore. Well, the, the whole MPAA is another whole show it's and a conversation whole to deal. itself because it's been a game for years. I mean, Scorsese and Tarantino have known for, for a long time that you always shoot hardcore gore scenes. When Scorsese made Casino, he intentionally shot scenes he knew he didn't want to use. Right. But he put it in there so the first cut he submitted would be over the top. And then he'd submit a second cut that seemed so curved back, he could get away with a lot of the other stuff. The, lang- the language also was a big deal because there's a time when there was, there was like 30 fucks were okay, but 31 NC-17 or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It was like a, there was a line. And when you crossed it, you moved to NC-17 territory. So, you know, a lot of, you know, filmmakers have been gamblers that way and, and toying with the MPAA because there's certain rules where they can't tell you exactly what to cut, but they can give you suggestions about general ideas and things. So that's the ridiculousness of the whole process is what is the point of me submitting something to be approved and you you reject it, but you can't tell me exactly what to change to make sure it gets approved. Well, that would be called censorship. <laughs> well, the whole process is censorship, no matter how you look at it. No matter it. how you look just at give it. Just me, give me the list, and I'll tell you if I agree with it or not. But let's just be up front. You, know, you give me the list for the PG-13 cuts, and I'll either make those cuts or not. But let's stop playing this game. So you can earn a fee every time I submit the film or something. Just ridiculous. Right. It's, it's silly. Yeah. And I, I don't know uh, where we're headed with where this. Where are we going on this? Yeah. We're just, we're just like two old women yapping. No. This is, this is not even the first time we've had this conversation. Well, but it, it's just, again, we're faced with it again because one of our beloved series, Sans, uh, you know, Terminator uh, 3, is, again, getting a theatrical uh, kind of a, a – uh, wussy element added to it. Now, let me let me just. I just thought about this. Also, we're seeing a PG thirteen to PG rated Terminator on television. Uh, as you know, right now we just went. We've gone through two seasons of the Sarah mm-hmm. Connor Chronicles, and it didn't have to be a hard rated R to me. I l- really enjoyed that series. Now it's probably going to get canceled, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't think that the violence uh, was. Mandatory for that to be successful, at least to me. You know, I know that it didn't get a lot of ratings, but um, there's a fan base for it out there, and and so, so I think maybe it, we should just shut up and see the movie. Maybe we'll like a PG-13 Terminator and not care. 
Well, I think it's just the idea that we're seeing a change. We're seeing a direct manipulation of what has always been in the past for the reason of making more money. Just open it up to a bigger audience. And some people may say, well, that's better. Why wouldn't you want to open it to the to the biggest audience possible? I mean, look I wouldn't at, argue with them, of course. I mean, don't I mean, you think they could have? Why, why did you spend all that money to buy the Terminator property in the first place? So you could spend even more money to produce a film so you could play it to a smaller audience? No, that's, right. that's, not, that's, that's not why you go into that kind of business. I'm not saying I don't understand the decision-making. Again, if they're just going to give me the real cut later on, maybe I just need to start skipping movies in theaters. That's what you need to do. just not seeing those versions. Right. And just I'll wait, see Terminator Salvation when it comes out in the real cut. And when someone asks me my opinion... I won't have to say, well, I like the, the director's cut a lot better than the theatrical cut. I, that conversation will be erased, <laughs> just like that PG-13 cut will be when it comes out on DVD. That cut's going to disappear like a lot of those cuts do sure. because they're, they're temporary cuts. They're for first weekend maximum potential. I mean, really, that's, that's, that's what, we're, what we're talking about. So I, what, what we're experiencing when we talk about this is we don't want the integrity of something to be cut down – based on the fact that they're trying to open it up to children because that's really what you're saying. Mm. Die Hard was the worst. Right. Just well, it's really the worst. Right. So when we see this example happen, what you're saying is is that I want to water down your beloved property and give you a film that's okay for children to see. And that doesn't make people happy when they were extremely happy with say Die Hard uh at a rated R level you just say well you know what i i can watch 24 because really that's what that's the whole reason live free and die hard was made right because we needed 24 in the in the movie theaters because uh mm. they weren't ready to to uh move up jack bauer yet so they just said well we mm-hmm. we got john mcclain are you kidding me let's just put him in a 24 uh scenario which is exactly what the, that could have i swear to god you lift um, John McClane out of there, and you put Jack Bauer in there, and it's the same thing. Of course, it's absurd when I don't. I I I, I would laugh so hard if I saw Jack Bauer jumping on the back of a jet plane. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's it's way more believable for John McClane to do it. It's still ridiculous, but um, I I could see McClane doing it way before I could see Jack Bauer do it. But really, that's that's what they wanted to do. And and so our problem is is that we look at that and we say, God, don't. Don't water down where we were before. I liked what that was. It's like someone saying, um, uh, you know, here's your your uh, apple juice. Would you like it to be 100% pure apple juice? Or would you like me to add two cups of water to it and water it down? And you're like, yeah, I like the apple juice just fine. I say that because sometimes well, you get more. Think about it. You you put two extra cups in there. It's like, what are you talking about? Now I got more liquid to drink. Yeah, you thin it out though, and you make it. It's it's <laughs> you know, it's like going to Sonic and ordering the large drink, and it's so full of ice, you get like two big sips, and it's and you're you're get, you're at the bottom of the damn drink. <laughs> you know, it's like you just gave me a shot glass of Coke. Are you kidding me? What a ripoff. Uh, I mean, that's that's really what it is. So it's all about marketing potential. And but like I said, the silver lining is, is they can gag you and slam you later on because you're going to go to the theater. Sorry, don't don't say you're not going to go to the theater because you are going to go to the theater. You are a, a, a fanboy science fiction action movie fan. Uh, we most of the people who listen to this show are. 
and it's like they'll put out Daredevil, and you're gonna go. You won't say no. I'm not going. You know, Ghost Rider. Oh, I'm gonna go. I won't like it, but I'm gonna go. You know, we even saw Wolverine. Who are we kidding? And we knew better. We knew better already what we were going to see. And we still went and saw it just so we could make sure and and compare. But I use I use this show as an excuse, but I know it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I well, I do to a certain extent as well. You know, you know, it's not. There's still that that part of you that just wants to know. You want to hope you sort it out. You hope that you you might you might get a winner in there. Um, but hope. really, we know going in, you know, really, we we know going into this Terminator Salvation, don't we? I don't want to believe. I really don't want to believe. I, I have You know hope. what? At this point, at this point, I just hope it's as good as Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't. I Is wish, that asking too much? No, I wish that it was as good as Terminator 2. You know, I want oh, come on. I want Mickey to I don't know ass. if that's a I don't know if that's fair. Well, I don't think it's possible. I don't expect do. I don't expect it to do that. But if it happened, I would be like, "Awesome! I love McGee now." You know, I hope it. I hope it's very different from Terminator Two. I hope it's it's aiming to give me a Terminator experience that I haven't had before. Not unlike oh, don't give me Terminator Three that just wants to remake Terminator Two. Right. We don't need another chase. Don't movie. do that. I yeah, no more that's chase the movies. Worst. I mean. <laughs> If anything, the the film gets points just for not doing that, right? You know, so no, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. So, what do we what do we rate this show? PG thirteen or R? Hmm. Fuck, I don't know. You're listening to the Hollywood Saloon. Hollywood Saloon. 